Thanks for listening to the Thyroid Fixer podcast with your host, me, Dr. Amy Horneman, aka The Thyroid Fixer. Also, functional medicine practitioner, hormone and weight loss expert. We're talking all things thyroid, hormone, and health-related in order to empower, educate, and transform you. Remember, I fix your thyroid, I fix your hormones, I fix your life. So let's get started. So we are talking about today a really super fun topic, why don't I want sex? I have a ton of great information for you guys. I know this is a little bit controversial when we're talking about sex, but there's so many reasons why you don't want it and why your libido's low. And this is one of those topics that you guys don't ask about. I'm not going to get a Facebook post in my Love Your Mirror group from a woman saying, help, I don't care if I ever have sex again the rest of my life. This isn't a topic that you guys are are readily speaking about unless you're maybe having some wine with your girlfriends and and then one of your friends is talking about her great sex life and you're sitting there all pissed off because you're like, how do you even want it, right? No, I have a headache every single night. I don't want it. So we want to break down the reasons why because let's face it, sex is a very, very natural thing to do. It actually produces good endorphins in us It actually produces more oxytocin, which is our love hormone. That's what bonds you to your child. That's what bonds you to your mate. That's what strengthens the relationship. And that is actually released during very intimate times. Are you finally at your wit's end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. I've been building this team for years so that I could help you no matter where you are. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes, book a free application call. We're going to go over your current health situation, what worked, what hasn't worked, all the things. And then we will pair you up with the right program for you where we will do it all. You will come out the other side of the program, totally optimized, getting your life back. You're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. So both males and females get a surge of oxytocin post-intercourse, but men get very tired from oxytocin and women want more intimacy. They want to be held. They want to cuddle. So that oxytocin is essentially what is bonding a couple together. And we need more of that. So in order to get that, yes, you can do things like a hug. You can do things like cuddle and watch Netflix. You can hold hands. You can kiss a baby, you can play with your pet, but to really get that surge of oxytocin, you have to have sex. It strengthens the bond of the relationship. And when I hear a woman say that she doesn't care if she ever has sex again, that makes me sad because that's such an integral part of being a human being, of being a woman. And that act of sex produces chemical reactions in your body that you don't even realize are very, very good for you. 
So we want to dive into the reasons why maybe you don't want it and what you can do about it. And I have a ton, ton of info for you today, a ton. So this is not going to be just the normal, let's fix your thyroid, although we're going to start with that. Oh, let's give you more testosterone, although we're going to get into that. I want to talk about peptides you can use, supplements that you can use, things that you can do. Okay, so first of all, let's start with the thyroid, shall we? Because that is the master gland. So when we're talking about libido, when we're talking about the desire to have sex, nothing is going to work if your thyroid is not optimized. Absolutely, absolutely nothing. It has to start there. So of course, if you've been listening to me for a while, you know that I drive home the point of getting all of the thyroid labs done first. So first we have to start with TSH, free T4. Those are the ones that you'll always get done by your doctor. If you go in and ask for a full thyroid panel, air quotes. And then we wanna get into free T3. That is the active thyroid hormone. That's what gets into your cell. So if you do not have enough free T3 in your body, your thyroid is not optimized, period. I don't care what the TSH says. I don't care if your antibodies, the TPO and TGA antibodies are at zero. Your thyroid will not be optimized without enough T3, period. Then when we go down from that, and I know many of you have heard this ad nauseum, so hang on, bear with me, listen through this lesson. It never hurts to hear it multiple times. We have to test reverse T3. Reverse T3 is the anti-thyroid hormone. So if reverse T3 is high, it is blocking T3's effect on the cell. T3 cannot get into the cell. So I use the analogy of a bouncer at the club. The bouncer is standing outside of your cell door and telling T3, you can't get in, you can't get in, you can't get in either. And then it doesn't really matter what your free T3 is. Your free T3 could be perfect, but that reverse T3 will block T3 from getting into the cell to do its job. So free T3 and reverse T3 are the two most important thyroid values that you can have. In fact, if someone comes to me and they don't have TSH, meh, we'll get it next time. It's not a problem. Don't have free T4, don't care. Don't really even care about that number, quite honestly. I'll take a peek at it. It fits into that whole picture. But I really, really want to know your free T3 and your reverse T3. Without those two values, we know nothing. Again, you could come to me with full-blown antibodies. Your TPO could be 5,000. Hey, guess what? You have Hashimoto's. But I still don't know the health of your thyroid. I still don't know if you have enough active thyroid hormone in your body. We have to start there because the thyroid is at the top. So if I'm showing you a graph, thyroid is at the top. Down from that is everything else that we're going to talk about today. Down from the thyroid, then we have my beloved GSD hormone, testosterone. Testosterone is that get shit done hormone that gives you motivation, that gives you drive, that produces feelings of feeling good. It actually improves our mood. And I've said this in a past episode that a lot of people think of testosterone as aggression. And that's only, I mean, we're talking like the big muscle head, meat heads at the gym that take too much testosterone. Yeah, they can have a little bit of an aggression, aggressive side, we'll say. 
But in males and females, proper amounts of testosterone actually result in feelings of feeling good, where things that would normally irritate and agitate you and that you would deem as bad aren't so bad. It allows you to cope with stress at a much higher level. And I'm not talking, hey, throw on all the stress that you can, I got this kind of thing. But the stressors that are there or that will come that you cannot avoid because it's called life, you are able to deal with them on a much better level than being crushed underneath the pressure of them. That is testosterone. And then testosterone also gives us a libido. Testosterone gives that little, you know, that little tingly sensation that you feel where you go, oh, wait, where's my significant other? I'm kind of in the mood right now. That is testosterone. Now there's also circulatory issues that go along with low libido. And this is for males and females. That's why Viagra opens up those circulatory vessels and pushes blood into the area. But for women, testosterone, and for men, I don't want to leave the guys out, but for males and females, if you don't have enough testosterone, you could take all the Viagra in the world. And it's probably not going to work or not going to work very well. Guys, you still might be pushing a rope. But for women, if you don't have enough testosterone, there's not going to be that circulation, that vaginal engorgement. So the vaginal engorgement, that, that thing that gives you the tingly sensation that makes you want to have sex is driven by testosterone. Now, of course, yes, we have other factors in play. Yes, we have other factors in play. We said thyroid, we said testosterone. Now let's go to estrogen and progesterone. Let's not forget about those two. Very, very important. Estrogen for ladies gives us the vaginal lubrication. It helps sex not hurt. So how are you going to have a libido if you're having sex that is painful? If intercourse is painful, you are going to avoid that like the plague because who moves towards pain, right? That's not the norm. You're not moving towards pain. We, as human beings, we retract away from things that are painful, so even if subconsciously, you know, listen, I got this hot ass man over here. My hubby is amazing and I want to jump his bones, but it hurts. It hurts every single time. You're not going to move toward that despite the other things in play, despite the fact that you have a hot ass man, despite the fact that you are physically attracted to him. Despite the fact that your thyroid is optimized and you have enough testosterone, if you don't have enough estrogen, you do not have enough vaginal lubrication and it hurts. And we also have something that happens with low estrogen called vaginal atrophy. And that poses an issue because that the skin, that thin, thin skin layer becomes atrophied and is much more sensitive. So intercourse becomes much more painful when vaginal atrophy occurs. And ladies, let me just, I'm going to sidestep here really quickly because we, we threw up a post today and I feel very passionate about this. We threw up a post today that said, if bioidentical hormones cause cancer, which many of you still believe. So I want to kind of break that right now. So you're not blocking me out going, I can't take estrogen. I had breast cancer. 
I can't take estrogen. My doctor told me it was bad. I can't take estrogen because my mother had breast cancer. Bioidentical meaning the hormones that are being made by our own body. That's what we use. That's what good doctors use to replace the hormones that are no longer being made as you move into perimenopause, as you move into menopause. If bioidentical hormones cause cancer, every teenager going through puberty would have cancer. Just sit with that for a second. Contrast that with your fears. Contrast that with the misinformation that you have been told about hormones. Even if you are a breast cancer survivor, just contrast that for a second. And don't be scared of hormones because we have completely annihilated that premise that hormones are bad, hormones cause cancer. You had breast cancer, therefore you can't take hormones. We now know that hormones are protective against cancer. Testosterone for men protects them against prostate cancer. It doesn't cause it. It also protects their heart. It improves aging. It actually helps you anti-age. All hormones help you anti-age. Every little, all those little things that happen with age, your voice changing, wrinkles, obviously, again, back to the down there parts, vaginal lubrication, vaginal atrophy, libido, and then we're going to get into progesterone too, but your brain function, Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's, all cancers come on from lack of hormones. These are things that we can do now and replace to prevent the diseases of aging. So do not be scared. I wanted to cover that as I'm saying estrogen. So a lot of you ladies aren't like, oh, I got to stop listening now. I can't take hormones. Yes, you can. Talk to your doctor, work with me, whatever it takes, but please trust and believe me. The Women's Health Initiative study basically destroyed, destroyed America because we are the only country that is holding on for dear life to that stupid, most expensive study ever done where they use synthetic hormones. They use birth control type hormones not bioidentical. And they also didn't screen their cohort of women that they used. They did not screen them for pre-existing conditions. A lot of them had cancer already, had the genes, had that predisposition, had the start of it. Yeah. Then you throw on some synthetic hormones, some horse urine, some birth control type hormones. Yeah. It can cause cancer. So that women's health initiative study is what your doctor is holding on to, to instill irrational, misinformed fear into you regarding hormones. And one last little tidbit before I move on, I know I'm kind of going on a tangent, but I credit Dr. Lindsay Berkson for this. She, she's amazing. She's a researcher, breast cancer survivor, proponent of hormone replacement therapy, actually brought up something in one of her webinars lately that all the Nordic countries that have a, what is it? A socialistic health system, right? Kind of opposite of what we have here. More like in you know, Europe and Canada, like government controlled health system, right? They actually give bioidentical hormones for free because they know that that will save them money in the long run on various diseases. Like, Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's, cancer, joint disease, heart disease, prostate cancer, breast cancer. 
all of those things that happen as we age, diabetes, insulin resistance, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, all of those diseases of aging are improved upon, helped by, or completely eliminated through the use of bioidentical hormones. So food for thought, just chew on that for a moment as we move on to progesterone. Progesterone helps you not be so bitchy. How is that related to sex? Because if your significant other is going, what is wrong with you? You don't even seem like yourself. Why are you so bitchy? You're not sleeping at all. Well, if you're not sleeping, how are you going to feel good? If you're not sleeping, you're not going to lose weight. We're going to get to that in a second. If you're bitchy, is your significant other going to be want to be around you? And are you going to want to be around him or her? No. Progesterone is like an antidepressant. It is the calming, balancing hormone. If you had a chance to listen to the docu-series I was in, Hormones Held in Harmony, you will have heard one of my colleagues on there describe progesterone as that friend that's always there for you, right? So you're all in a tizzy and you're like MFing this and I'm pissed at this and I hate my boss and I hate my kids and I hate my husband. And she comes in and she goes, honey, it's okay. I got you. Let's go for a glass of wine. We're going to sit and talk. And you, you leave that meeting and you go, oh, girlfriend, thank you so much. Oh, I feel so much better now. Okay. I'm all balanced out, right? Like you feel chill. You feel zen. That is progesterone. And I see low progesterone in women as early as their 20s. I see testosterone low, that of a 70-year-old in women as early as their 20s. Estrogen, we are seeing perimenopause come on much, much, much earlier. It is not unheard of for someone in their late 20s or early 30s to be in perimenopause these days. We live in a toxic society. We're bombarded by endocrine disruptors. Yes, it can push you into an early menopause, and we're seeing that more and more. So it doesn't matter what your age is. Don't be sitting there going, well, I'm only 28 and I have no libido. All of this applies to you. We need to make sure that your thyroid is optimized and that all of your hormones are balanced. No, I don't want you at the age of 28 walking around with low or high estrogen. That's not good for anybody involved. And I certainly don't want you walking around with low testosterone. You're not going to get anything done. You're not going to accomplish anything. Your muscle mass is going to go in the toilet with your libido. If you don't have enough progesterone, you're not going to be chill. You're going to be all agitated and on edge and bitchy all the time. Those are your hormones. Now we can get into DHEA a little bit. DHEA has an effect on our adrenals. So we definitely want DHEA on point. Now you might've seen my post, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, but this is an important piece of the puzzle to know. DHEA is not bad. We use DHEA as a precursor to testosterone, but it's also a precursor to estrogen. So that's what I wanted many of you to know, because if you're already estrogen dominant, you don't want to be piling on the DHEA in hopes of raising your testosterone. So if you're in an E-dominant state and a low T state, don't take DHEA. That's just going to push that estrogen and the testosterone up more. With low testosterone, we want to use things like Tongat Ali that I talked about, Longjack fruit, we're going to get into a little bit in greater detail. 
And then I also want to use things like tribulus terrestris. I want to tell you about that as well. Cissus quadrangularis. Quadrangular. Can we just call it cissus? Cissus. C-I-S-S-U-S. I'm going to talk to you about that as well. And then we can use some peptides too. So doesn't matter what age you are. This is all important for you. Let's talk more about cortisol. When cortisol is high and you are in that stressed out state, elevated cortisol, we know will push up glucose. So we know your blood sugar will rise and you will be in that high insulin, high glucose, high inflammation state. So high cortisol raises insulin equals increased inflammation. Now we want cortisol in some amounts because cortisol can be anti-inflammatory. But when cortisol is surging and you're under that constant ongoing stress, that's where we want it to back off, level out, get into that nice pattern of being high in the morning and coming down through the afternoon and being low at night to allow us to relax and sleep. If you're high cortisol all the time, adrenaline, adrenaline, adrenaline all day long, then you're in that high inflammatory state. Now, what that is going to do in terms of libido is it is going to push down your T4 to T3 conversion, which will increase reverse T3, bouncer at the club, not allowing the T3 to get into the cell. Remember, we talked about that in the beginning. T3 has to get into the cell. We don't want elevated reverse T3. Cortisol, high cortisol will raise reverse T3, preventing T3 from getting into the cell. It will also create a lot of inflammation. It will push up insulin and you will become insulin resistant in addition to your thyroid not working very well. And cortisol does have an effect on the sex hormones too. So the last thing we want is for you to be in a stressed out state because A, you're not going to want to have sex when you're all stressed out. And B, that high cortisol has an effect on your hormonal system, which will also decrease your libido. High cortisol, you know when you have those surges of adrenaline, but they go on and on and on, and maybe you might even feel like an actual panic attack coming on. When you're in that state, I want you to sit and think about, it's not fun to think about, think about when you are in that state of full panic. Can you even imagine having sex at that point in time? If any of you have taken care of an elderly parent or maybe taken care of a sick child for a long period of time, like chronically ill, you will know those stress levels are surging all the time. And if you think back, if you, if you have taken care of an elderly parent, and they passed, you probably can pinpoint and recognize, albeit it's kind of embarrassing to say out loud, that you really didn't want to have sex during the time that you were taking care of them because all of your focus was on them. All of your focus was on the problem at hand. Your cortisol was high, which shut down your libido because your body wanted you able to deal with that stressor at the time. Then maybe after they passed, Maybe it was hard and it was painful and then it was a relief because you didn't have that caretaking responsibility anymore and then you struggled in your mind. I know I can speak from experience and you struggled in your mind, but then that relief allowed you to come back into your own life and come out of caretaking mode. And then you started, it's like spring, like things started blossoming. You're like, oh, I can think again. I can work out again. I can have sex again. 
I can be normal again because I'm not hyper-focused on the stress in my life. So we can apply that stress to if you have a demanding job, if you're not sleeping properly, and then that's going to have downstream effects on all your hormones. We can apply that to multiple areas of your life and say, if you are under chronic stress, there is no way in hell you are going to have a libido because of the effects on all of the other hormonal systems, tanking your progesterone, tanking that calming hormone, tanking your testosterone that helps you deal with stress better, producing those feelings of motivation, yet mm, chill, focus. I can tackle the task at hand. I can handle that stress and it's not going to crush me under the weight. That is proper testosterone, functioning thyroid for our brain, enough estrogen for our brain, enough progesterone for our brain. Pregnenolone is also very, very important. Pregnenolone is a precursor to all sex hormones. It also has a protective, a neuroprotective effect on the brain, protecting us against those diseases of aging, those neurological diseases of aging. So that's why I love pregnenolone because it also helps us deal with stress more when your body can't produce enough cortisol. So, you know, we talked about that high cortisol state, bam, 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 cortisol, 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 stress, stress, stress. Eventually your adrenal glands from pumping out all that cortisol are going to shit the bed. Then you're in a low cortisol state. Now you're not even making enough to be in an anti-inflammatory state and your adrenals will steal pregnenolone and progesterone to make cortisol because those two steroid sex hormones, pregnenolone and progesterone, are amazing for your adrenals to make cortisol. And our body knows that. And remember, our body's so smart. Our body is so smart. Our body knows that if your adrenals will shit the bed, it can absolutely steal progesterone and pregnenolone to make cortisol. And then those two hormones go in the shitter instead of your cortisol. Because you need cortisol to survive. You don't need progesterone and pregnenolone. You will age and you will eventually die of Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's, or you will be so miserable from no progesterone and not sleeping that you'll eventually crap out. But your body knows that it literally cannot survive without cortisol. It's going to make it one way or another. It will make it. So we talked about thyroid. We talked about sex hormones. We talked about DHEA. We talked about pregnenolone. We talked about cortisol. Yes, there are all the, I want to say, lifestyle things that you can do, like getting enough sleep, like eating well, because you're eating at McDonald's and sheets. You're creating so much inflammation in your body that that's going to have a hormonal effect as well. But let's talk about how you feel about yourself. And this is going to tie in each and every single hormone that we talked about. If your thyroid is not optimized, if your testosterone is in the tank, if your insulin is dysregulated, if your cortisol is high, you will gain weight, period. You will not lose weight at all. You will struggle with that, which will then tank your self-esteem because you're going to be so pissed off that you're doing all the right things and nothing is happening. Can I get an amen from anyone out there in that situation? I know a lot of you are. You're going to be so pissed off that the last thing you're going to want to do is to get naked in front of somebody else, much less get naked to get in the shower because God forbid you catch a glimpse of yourself in the mirror 
And then you get more pissed off and you're like, what is this? What is this here? What's this on my ass? You're not going to want to get naked in front of anybody because that's always going to be in your mind. And if you're a woman, you know exactly what I am talking about. Do not hide your head. Do not bury it. Do not cover your eyes or your ears. You know exactly what I am talking about because we have all been there. When you don't feel good about yourself, you have no libido, period, end of story, end of story. If your testosterone is low, you're going to lose muscle mass. You're also not going to have a libido and you're going to gain weight. Testosterone, ladies, has to be at 50 or above. That is one reason, I'm going to divert here, that is one reason that I created the hormone fixer for you. Because the hormone fixer specifically addresses, well, it addresses multiple things, actually. Yes, it addresses low testosterone. That's one piece of the puzzle. And like I said earlier, it has an ingredient in it called Tonkatali or long jackfruit. And I did a separate podcast on this, but I'll give you the brief breakdown. Long jackfruit increases, it, I mean, it has been used in Ayurvedic medicine. Uh, I want to say it dates back to like the 1100s been around for a while. And you know, all that plant medicine, that's really where it's at. I mean, I got to be honest with you, if, if we could get back to our roots and really look at what our ancestors did and used to treat different disease states, we've been in a much better place. That's what I'm going to talk about peptides here in a second. But long jackfruit increases growth hormone. Growth hormone is our anti-aging hormone. Growth hormone does everything that all the hormones do. Helps with our skin, protects against wrinkles, aging, dry skin, hair loss, libido, fat loss. It protects against muscle loss. It helps with fat loss. It helps repair and heal. It helps you recover from a hard workout or a strenuous work day. It helps with our cortisol levels. It balances those out. It helps us deal with stress. So everything that growth hormone does, it basically puts you back into your 20s with the knowledge that you have now. That's the beauty of a growth hormone. So long jaffru will increase your growth hormone. Obviously, that is going to help with gaining muscle, losing weight, improving your skin, improving your hair, improving your recovery from workouts. And we're already getting reports from people that have been using the hormone fixer for a couple of weeks saying that they are recovering from workouts, they are not sore, and they can get back and jump into a hard workout the day after with no issues. They're feeling more energetic. Their muscles are, are taking more shape. One woman said instead of having her arm look like a big blob, now she can actually see her shoulder and her tricep and her bicep. She can see more muscular symmetry, sexy lean muscle mass. And it helps with cortisol as well. Like I said earlier, it produces that feeling of calm, yet not like a blob on the floor calm, right? It's that calm of, I am going to get shit done today and nothing is going to stress me out. That's what it's about. That is what it is about. It also has been said, well, it's studied and documented, multiple studies on Tonkat Ali, long jackfruit, that it is a direct aphrodisiac. So in addition to increasing growth hormone, in addition to increasing your testosterone, it is also an aphrodisiac. So it is going to help with that libido in an indirect way. So as we kind of give you that little bit of mojo back, 
as we're improving your thyroid, as we're increasing your testosterone, as we're improving your response to stress, as we're increasing your growth hormone, and you're losing weight so you feel better about yourself because we're doing all the things, it also gives you a little, a little tingle, a little aphrodisiac quality. The other, I, I mentioned earlier too, cissus quadrangularis. That's how you say that second part. So cissus. I want to read this to you because this is important. Cissus quadrangularis is also in the hormone fixer. Here's a little something, something about it. A traditional medicine usually said to come from Ayurveda, but appears to have a wide range of locations where it has been medicinally used and it's growing in numerous locations as well. So the Tonkat Ali Longjack fruit was originally, it's an herb in Malaysia. Cissus is found pretty much everywhere. Its traditional uses are mostly catered around treating feminine disorders like menopause, libido, and menstrual disorders, or treating bones, increasing bone mass, or accelerating fracture healing rates, which gives it the traditional name of the bone setter. So cissus quadrangularis is known as the bone setter. And it also helps with hemorrhoids and pain, by the way, just to let you know those two benefits. Helps with joint pain. It absolutely does have an aphrodisiac effect on the body. So it's going to help with libido, help with menopause, ease those symptoms of menopause, help with menstrual disorders. That's why hormone fix are going to be taken by women of any age. It doesn't matter if you are having severe menstrual disorders. It doesn't matter if you're in full-blown menopause. This can be taken at any, any, any age. And there are two human studies which show that cysts can be used as a fat loss agent. So again, when we are combining multiple ingredients that target fat loss, this makes the hormone fixer pretty darn powerful because we have the uh, we have the Tonkat Ali long jackfruit in there that is improving growth hormone that is helping with fat loss. As we increase your testosterone, it also has uh, tribulus terrestris in it, which helps with libido, is an aphrodisiac, helps raise testosterone levels naturally and decrease inflammation. Now we have cystis in there that is absolutely helping with body fat. So there are multiple, multiple, multiple studies on obesity and body mass with cystis. They showed that, let's see here, it was able to reduce body fat levels from 33% down to 30% by in four weeks and from 33% down to 28% in six weeks. That's pretty, that's, yeah, that is really powerful. So basically what it's showing is it was able to reduce body weight by eight pounds over 10 weeks. That's, that's pretty amazing to me, quite honestly. So we have different actual aphrodisiac herbs, ingredients in the hormone fixer that will help. So you can definitely use that. I also want to talk about a specific peptide and I tread on peptides lightly right? Because I've talked about peptides before. And if you're a patient of mine, we are, hold on, we are going to be doing a deep dive into peptides in a private 
webinar for patients only. So if you're interested in becoming patient and you're interested in peptides, sign on now so you can get in on this. We're going to be doing this in like June, July. I'm going to be teaching you all about peptides. The reason why we have to tread so lightly in this area is again, the wonderful FDA that wants to step in and get their hands on anything and everything that actually freaking works. If there's a cancer cure out there, FDA will block it. If there's actually something natural out there, like a peptide, which is a sequence of amino acids, which means you can't patent it and make it a drug. FDA, squash, they're coming in. They've already come in and shut down multiple compounding pharmacies that made kick-ass peptides. So now you are subjected to finding a doctor that will prescribe a peptide that can still be legally prescribed, which that list has narrowed down. All the good ones are out. So yes, a doctor can prescribe you a peptide. Maybe you're going to pay double and triple for it. So yes, I get my peptides off of research peptide websites. I won't go too deep into that. I don't want anybody getting me in trouble. But there is a peptide called PT-141. Let me bring it up for you, actually, and tell you more about it. But it is directly related to increasing sexual desire and increasing libido. It actually increases the feeling as well. So you get better orgasms with PT-141. So let me read this to you so you can get actual, it's not me just uh, just spewing out info. PT-141 is a new innovative peptide hormone treatment that works for both men and women to improve sexual function. PT-141 is effective and efficient treatment for both erectile dysfunction, my dudes, and increased libido in men and women and improves female sexual arousal disorder in women. PT-141 works directly through the nervous system to increase arousal, desire, and satisfaction with sex. PT-141 peptide gives you the desire and motivation along with the ability to increase blood flow to the penis or the vagina and the clitoris, returning the intimacy and passion to your relationship. PT-141 addresses those issues to help resolve sexual difficulties. Powerful little peptide there. So if you combined optimizing your thyroid, getting your testosterone up, throw in some hormone fixer, throw in some PT-141, there's no way you shouldn't want sex. So that brings us to the next topic. If you still do not want sex after all of that, then I want you to look at your relationship. Because it really all comes down to, do we like and or love the person that we're with? I mean, sure, there's all these groups of people out there having sex for fun, whatever. Yeah, if you're 25, or if you're going through a midlife crisis, go ahead, go, go, go. I'm talking to my peeps. They're in a relationship. They're going, I just don't even, yeah, it's just not really even there. Don't know what to do. Don't care if I ever have sex again. No, it's too good for you. It releases pain-killing endorphins. It releases happy endorphins. It releases that oxytocin that bonds you. Please do not hang up, like put on a chastity belt. Don't, 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 don't hang up the, the lingerie just yet. You might want to break that out again. But if you are not in a loving or liking relationship, it's going to be really tough, right? 
So let's be honest. If you're battling with your partner all the time, if you don't have a good relationship, why would you want to have sex with that person? Right? So that is a big, big, big piece of the puzzle that I do like to just throw on the table because a lot of, I know you ladies, you ladies will say, I just don't have a libido. And yeah, we chip away and chip and chip and chip. And then it's still not there. And I go, "Mm, yeah, all your numbers are good. How's your relationship? You know, is there something blocking? Is it something he did? Was there infidelity in the past? Did you harbor resentment? Do you have young kids that they're getting in the way of you two, even like bonding together? You're not taking time for yourself. What is it? Do you have maybe some trauma in the past that you need to deal with before the two of you can actually come together and have a healthy, ongoing, intimate relationship, not just a one-time to get pregnant kind of thing? So we have to look at all aspects when we're talking about libido. And I'm putting them all out on the table today. As you can see, there's really not a whole lot being held back, but that's because I don't want you to hold back. I want you to live your best life. That is my goal on this podcast every single time. I come to you with information so that you can take it and apply it to be the best badass human that you are meant to be. So I want you to live your best life. And in order to do that, we have to have some honesty. We have to lay things out on the table And just talk about it like you and I are having some coffee and there's nobody else around and we are just talking about you. And if that was the case, I would say to you, honestly, sit here with a cup of coffee, maybe a gluten-free donut. And I would say, okay, let's go down the list. Is your thyroid optimized? Let's test that and check. Let's check all of your hormones because there's bioidentical hormone replacement therapy that we can use to address that. I really want to make sure that you're not stressed out all the time and that you're sleeping. I want to make sure that you're walking or working out or doing yoga, something that's really good and nurturing for your body, something that reduces your cortisol levels. Let's test your insulin and make sure you're not insulin resistant. Let's maybe use some hormone fixer. Let's use some bioidentical hormones. Let's use whatever we need to get your thyroid optimized. Let's make sure you're eating well nurturing your body. And then, yeah, okay. If you're feeling really good about yourself and you should be because you're a hot bitch. So if you're feeling really good about yourself, like you should be, then maybe we do use some PT 141 just to kick up that arousal a little bit. And then let's see how it goes. Because if you're really into your significant other over there, then yeah, that desire should be there. So that is everything that I would tell you if we were sitting down having coffee in a much more in-depth conversation like we just had for the last 45 minutes. And I would want you to be honest with me and I would want you to be honest with yourself. These are all things we can do to get your mojo back and to get you wanting sex again because it's healthy It's very healthy. It's a benefit to your body, whether you realize it or not. All right. I thank you for listening. And please let me know if you apply any of these things I tell you today. Let me know about the hormone fixer if you try that. I'm telling you, we are getting kick-ass reviews from this. One of my, I mean, thyroid fixer is really badass as well. But hormone fixer by far 
my favorite supplement that I have brought to you. So you can find that on my website. But if you use that, please let me know. If you use PT141, let me know that too. I want to know your reviews. Please share this one because this is one, like I said earlier, women are just so like, we don't talk about it. We don't talk about sex. But we have to talk about it. We have to lay it on the table. So share this episode if you kindly would. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you loved it. And as always, if you would be so kind to leave a review, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, that would be absolutely amazing. I read all of them. Also, anything that you hear on this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any kind of medical condition. So we always recommend that you check with your medical provider, your doctor, your nurse practitioner before implementing anything that you hear on this podcast. And if you want to find out more about working together, you can click the link below in the show notes to book a discovery call. And there you'll be talking to a member of my team. They are an extension of me. They are amazing. And you and I will talk after that once we get you all signed up and you and I get to work together. All right. I hope to see you soon.